all about perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello and welcome to the brand new podcast, It's All About Perspective. We are so excited to have you here for our very first episode, episode one. My name is Abigail Peterson. I am a kindergarten teacher here in Las Vegas. Please give a warm welcome to my co-host. I am Robert Hinchliffe. And Abby, how many times when we were in our meetings over the past few years that we worked together, did you wonder, what is he thinking? Why is he doing this? (laughs) What about your colleagues? Like if they would speak up, what are they like? Why are they speaking up? I think so many times people just question what people are saying and they don't really think about the other side. Uh, I can tell you many times we work together, you as my admin and myself as just a kindergarten teacher in your building. We worked together for eight years and we spent, I think probably the last two or three years where we had something called SBCT time. And so every, so (laughs) I think on a weekly basis, I was asking, what is he thinking? Or what is the district thinking? So uh, weekly. Or you were asking, how does this pertain to me? So you were trying to figure out what I would be saying and how it works in your world. Therefore, taking something and trying to fit it into your perspective of what you think it should be. Really, what we want to talk about is, you know, topics that cause people to look at things from a different point of view. If I'm an admin and I'm like, okay, today we are learning about instructional practices, instantly you're like, oh, well, he was an intermediate teacher. He doesn't really have the perspective of Mm -hmm. a kindergarten teacher. Again, I think we really for today want to set up how to take the moment to look at it from another person's perspective, no matter what you're doing or what you're talking about. Well, I think one thing also, when we talk about perspective, what is perspective? I mean, seriously, it's like we can look at the Webster's Dictionary if you want and see what the dictionary says. But in reality, what does, you know, the average person think a perspective is? What do you think a perspective is? For me, a perspective is just what you think of looking at it from a point of view based upon your truth or your background. So I'm from a very small town in Washington State. I'm going to look at things from a perspective of where I grew up. How does this uh, affect me? Um, How am I going to succeed with this? You know, you, of course, have a very different background, so you're going to look at it from your point of view or your truth and where you come from. Uh, I think we all look at things and how they're going to affect us. That's that's the main outcome, I think, is how does this affect me based upon what I know to be my truth. And I think that's what's so fascinating is because I truly believe that your background and you know, your religion and how you were raised, what school you went to, your experiences, all those experiences in life that really is, is what helps to make a person's perspective. And so I really enjoy one of the things that I've loved about um, doing professional development all over the country is meeting teachers from different parts of the country, because I've lived in Las Vegas the majority of my life since I was 11. So most of my growing up was from here in Las Vegas, which is a very metropolitan, you know, city life. And so to go to places where it's very rural and just completely different, the way that they operate and the way that they think is just different because of where they're at in their place. Well, their perspective is, 
especially coming from a small town, it's, you know, is this, is this good for the community? Is this going to make a student able to succeed in this community or perhaps get out of this community? It's a different vibe. You know, in Vegas, when I moved here, it was one of the best things ever because I got to see so many different perspectives. People weren't trying to leave their small towns or trying to get out of a situation per se. There was just more opportunity here. So I think, again, really where you come from or your background or what you want to do in your life leads you to looking at things from a different way. You know, if you're a survivor, well, how, how is this going to help me survive? Or if you're trying to get to a certain spot, you know, like when I was going through admin, how is this going to help me become a principal mm -hmm. that people want to work for? I think just looking at things from different, different points of view helps you grow, but ultimately you're always going to think about, well, how does this help me or how can I make this help us? Do you think mindset and perspective are the same thing? I don't know. That's a great question because <laughs> if you have a growth mindset, then your perspective is able to change. So okay. again, you would have to be I able to I change I guess I was thinking more of not necessarily growth mindset, just your mindset. Like, because I feel like as a person, I have a certain mindset, and but I'm I can still view others' perspectives. So to me, it's almost like a split. Like I find, have a. Do you find though with that mindset that? instantaneously you're on the attack to try to get them to come to your side or you're patiently listening and trying to understand their perspective so that then you can understand them better. I mean, are we trying to change people's perspectives by listening to their points of view? I think view? that's interesting because as a more, I would consider myself a passionate person. I would agree. A, cinnamon, a synonym could be uh, aggressive, if you want to put it that way. Intense. So intense, yeah. So I sometimes I automatically have something already in my mind. When I hear something, I, you know, I hear it, and I've already kind of made maybe a snap judgment, but it depends on who is bringing the information. Sure. What my perception of the person who's bringing the information. Sure. And I do always try to, at the end of the day, wherever it is, whoever it is, whatever time it is, to kind of reflect and bring it back down and say, mm, okay, was it quality? Can I apply it? Can I change my perspective? But do you have to be willing to reflect enough to change? In education, do you feel like people are willing to look at everyone's point of view and change? <laughs> or, or no. okay, just by your laugh right there. You no. Can, why, why do you I, think I, that? Like, I don't come understand. on. All right. Education to me is one of the most volatile Topics. careers I think ever. Okay. And I think that's because, you know, you have people from all different walks of life. Again, all, we all went to different schools. We all had different experiences, you know, especially here in Las Vegas, we have tons of teachers that are basically fast-tracked in a fast-track program. So maybe they didn't go to four years specifically in education, but they did four years in culinary arts and then decided to become a teacher. And in a year and a half or two years, they, you know, so I think all of that has, has brought us to this point where we're almost judgmental. We're very judgmental. I think education is very judgmental. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, you're judged on everything you do. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Everything is judged solely through the scope of what I see or hear you doing. You know, as an admin watching you as a teacher, I'm judging you constantly. Uh, doesn't mean it's fair, right, or should be done, but I think we're always judging people. You're like when you're on Instagram, you flip through Instagram, you're judging those people from your perspective. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I do think, and I would hope that our listeners can take from each episode that we have planned out. I hope that they can listen and they can they can make their maybe come in with a more open mind, an an open mind. I I would like to think that that I do that in the long run, maybe not instantaneously, but I think in the long run, as I reflect, and we hope as our listeners reflect, that their perspective can change as well. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to, if we get one person just to think, oh, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Maybe I could learn from that. Then, then our, then we've been successful, but I don't know in today's world, how many people can really stop and look at things from a different perspective and maybe understand why people did that. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see who can change their point of view or who will even just reflect on it. Reflect on it. Because as you were talking, it's like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I don't think that every perspective that we bring to the table has to be changed. So we might bring assessments or data to the table and talk about whether you know we agree with it or whether we don't or whether we think it's valid or not. And I guess for me, I would just hope that you can listen to the conversation and that you can kind of make your own. You, you, it will either confirm what you already believe or maybe you'll reflect on it and say, oh yeah, I can kind of see. I'll give you a perfect example. When I first started teaching kindergarten, which is when you hired me, I had never taught kindergarten before. My, my previous experience was second grade, so there was no standardized testing. I knew nothing about kindergarten. And when I was hired, I was hired the Friday before school started. It was a very last minute thing depending on our school numbers and the school office manager called me and said, oh, by the way, yep, we need you, so come on down. So I had a weekend to get the classroom together, which that's a whole nother story. But anyways, I did not know the standards. I didn't really know what, I I really didn't know. So I had a mentor teacher, there was just two of us. For the first whole year, I just kind of copied whatever she did. I just followed in her footsteps. Well. She was ending her career as a teacher, so she had been doing it long before Common Core, long before, you know, back, her career had been lengthy, and so she was very used to doing one letter a week. So my first year, I did one letter a week. We didn't finish the alphabet until April, and so the next year, at this time, I was kind of doing my own research, and I was reading blogs, and I was, you know, kind of seeking out more things about kindergarten, and one of the things I found out was that there were other teachers that were not doing a letter a week. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> you mean to tell me that we don't have to finish letters in April? Okay, well, let me try this. So I did. I tried it. I was open-minded and I tried it and it worked. It worked. And so that second year, I moved a little faster and got a little better. Which is great because you were able to adjust and adapt. And I'm thinking now back to as the admin, that's exactly what I wanted was someone that would look at things and change or try to speed things up or get better or try new things. I think from the admin side, so often we look at teachers and think, okay, are they going to be willing to go out on a ledge and try things or are they going to stay in the box? I don't want someone that stays in the box. So that's why you and I got along so well, because I can't keep you in a box even if I tried. (laughs) And then, um, but that's what made us great is you could then explain, okay, well, This is what happened. This is what I'm going to do now. I learned I can do this. And then in the end, we found that that was just better for kids. So from my perspective, I thought, great, go. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. But then on the flip side, here's the other perspective, is that in my 
years of doing professional development and meeting teachers all over the, the country, there are schools and there are admin that that's the pace they want their teacher to go. Which I don't understand because I don't have that perspective. Why do you want someone to go slower? One of the things I used to say at our school is don't slow the high kids down. That was my perspective. Like, why are we going so slow? What is the point? Like, let's get it going here. I don't understand admin that have the perspective of every room has to be on the same page. Every room has to have the same subject at the same time. I don't understand that at all. So that's my perspective because I have not found that to be successful. Doesn't mean someone else hasn't. I can listen to someone else and think about their perspective. But in the end, I think taking that information and using it to our advantage is what helped us be successful. Yes, but can you, you just said that you can listen. I did. Can, can a principal that has that perspective, so from a, from a school that's like, no, we're choosing to go at this pacing in kindergarten because we, we found as a school that in the long run, their learning is solidified because we're spending more time instead of less time and maybe losing those kids that needed a little bit more time. So could you could you look at that perspective and say, oh, I I see where you're saying, and could you appreciate that, or do you just dismiss it? I think you have to look at it, and you have to reflect upon it and think, okay, well, that works for them. Those teachers have that system in place that works for them. Doesn't mean it would work for us. Mm-hmm. I, I know that if I told you, no, Abby, one letter a week, that's it. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You'd respect it, then you probably secretly do too on the side. <laughs> But, you know, again, do teachers really do that? Yeah, I know. Shocker. <laughs> shocker. Um, but, you know, like, again, I would respect it and listen to it. Doesn't mean I have to agree with it. So then I feel like I have to make sure that when I hire certain people that they fit into the, the mold that we are looking for or that uh, the plan that we have, the system we have in place. And ultimately, one of the great things about Vegas is you can find people to fit mm-hmm. your your style. Yeah, ultimately we can look at it, but... Which I'm sure is a shocker to many of our listeners from different parts of the country because Vegas, I mean, if you're listening from someplace other than Vegas, then you have probably come across an ad for teaching in Las Vegas. Yeah, but it's one thing, being from a small town, my um, sister-in-law who teaches first grade in my hometown, she doesn't have the ability to just transfer to another school with someone that meets... Her, her needs in terms of a system. So if the boss says one letter a week, it's one letter a week, and that's the way it's got to be. So the, the people in the rural communities have a way different perspective on things than we do in Vegas where people transfer all the time or find the person that you want to work for. Yeah, and if you, you know, here in Vegas, like I was saying, if, if you're not here in Vegas, I'm sure you have come across an ad soliciting you to become a teacher here in Vegas because we are always looking for teachers. And that is something that is very different here than in other parts of the country because if you don't get along with coworkers or you don't get along with your admin, the next school year you can leave and go. We don't have tenure, which is also probably very astounding to to many of our listeners. Yeah, no, you just get off probation. Yeah, you, once you're off probation, it's like you can move around to any school you yeah, want. You can do a lot. You know, you're leading into like what are the, a lot of the future topics we want to talk about. You know, colleagues, parents, students, rural versus urban. There's so many different perspectives out there, or, or points of view, or or really topics which we want to try to help everybody out there and just get people to talk about these things. I don't know that they talk about them. Uh, I don't know that they've ever looked at things from a different uh, point of view. So it'll be fun to see 
how these conversations go, especially when you and I don't agree on something. I think it'll be interesting to see if one of us can change. And we do have plans. We do have some guests planned. And I think that also brings in a different dynamic is somebody who maybe they've worked with us before or maybe they haven't. I know we have some guests planned that don't even live in our same city. So they have different experiences with their school district and, and of course, their perspective um, from wherever they have come from. So I am excited. I know you're excited. We have been talking about doing a podcast for a really long time. 2021 is our year. In conjunction with talking about all the different topics that we plan on later on in our episodes, we have decided that each episode is going to end with something called rapid fire. Yes, it is. So it's kind of take the the guest or other people and put them right in the crosshairs with their perspective, really. So I'm excited because Abby's going to be the first person to do this. Yay! I get to be the first contestant on rapid fire. (laughs) Yeah, there is no prize. But anyways, we're going to ask you some questions and you just say what comes into your mind from your perspective. All right. So number one, who inspires you in your life? The person that inspires me in my life would definitely be my dad. My dad is a super hard worker. I feel like watching him, obviously my whole life, he has helped me to build my work ethic. He has helped me, you know, put your nose to the wheel and just keep grinding, grind away. He has taught me, you know, be kind, be respectful. And those things have done, have served me very well. What inspires you in education? The opportunity to change little lives. And I call them little learners. But one of the things that I love is teaching kindergarten. When I had the opportunity to teach kindergarten, it changed me. It became my passion. I can't imagine teaching any other grade. And knowing that they come in with very little and me building a foundation that can then first grade and second grade build upon that and me having that small little little part. One thing I always say, you heard at me as an, as my admin, but parents that I had in my classroom, they know that I would always say, if I gave your child a love for learning, then I did my job. That's great. That's great. What turns you off in education? Be mandates. <laughs> Being yes. mandated to do things that are not always in the best interest of children. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. And whether it's a principal mandate or a district mandate or even a grade level mandate, that's sometimes they're just mandates that are just for the sake of being a mandate, red tape. And I do not like that at all. And so that (laughs) turns me off because I want to do what's in the best interest of kids. What do you want your colleagues to do? I want my colleagues to be open-minded. I want them to pursue what works best for them and for the students. What I mean by that is I recognize that I, I, I say I'm a little extra. <laughs> I'm a little extra. I can be a little much. And that doesn't always work for everybody. And so do what works best for you. But the main goal is to do what's best for kids. So reach your potential, whatever it is. Whatever that potential is, reach that potential. What do you not want them to do? I dislike people who are... I shouldn't say dislike people, but I don't like it when people are set in their ways and not open-minded to moving on and to um, ideas and perspectives that maybe they weren't taught in college or maybe in their student teaching. I think when your first instinct is that'll never work, I think that's the wrong perspective. And (laughs) 
my colleagues should be people who are open-minded and let's see how we can make it work for us. What do you want most from your administration or your boss? I want them to trust me and respect me. So respect me in the fact that I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do what's best for kids and to allow me the freedom and the flexibility to use whatever means to get my students to that next level. What's your favorite thing about educating students? I think I might have shared this in in the second question about what inspires me, but my favorite thing about teaching and about the job is just those little light bulbs that come off. Kindergarten is so amazing because they're still so innocent. There's still lots of hugs to give and they admire you and they look up to you. And I I just love that. I Again, I just love building that foundation and watching those little light bulb moments when they go from writing their name to writing sentences and and coming in and saying, oh, well, I, I, I wrote my own story over the weekend. That just that just makes my heart smile. Awesome. Now you hit on mandates earlier, but what is something else that is your least favorite thing about educating students? Unnecessary tasks. <laughs> you just expand upon that. <laughs> Which is kind of like mandates. But I think, again, when there's things that are put on teachers' plates that do not benefit the students and do not benefit the teachers, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. So there are certain tests and assessments that are required by our district and it's meaningless it does not it's not valid it's not valid so it's not only a waste of my time but it's a waste of my students educational time and on top of that my kids now are frustrated it's not an accurate assessment and and I just I dislike those things very much if you could change one thing in education Mm -hmm. just one thing and make it better as a whole what would it be I would love to see, this is kind of a two-part thing for me, because I remember when I was in college going to school to get my degree in elementary education, they give you kind of the basics, but they really didn't, you know, I did my practicums and I did my student teaching, but it wasn't realistic. It wasn't realistic. So I remember when um, I did one of my practicums in third grade, And I spent like hours coming up with this one lesson and I went in the classroom and I did this one lesson and it took me, I don't know, probably 45 minutes to an hour. That's not real. It wasn't realistic. And, you know, and the, the master teacher, she was really kind and she was so nice and she, you know, she allowed me to do that, which I was appreciative. But when you get in the classroom, you find out that that, that doesn't really, you know, really work. So I wish that our educational programs were a little bit more realistic and allowed for teachers to work side by side and see what it's really like and not just that three hours of time or whatever. Another thing that I would like to change in education is that teachers have more exposure to other teachers and other ideas and see things actually in action and not just a theory, which kind of goes along with my first one. So kind of does. So uh- I can clearly see from those rapid fire that you're very passionate about certain things and you have a perspective that you believe to be true. So it would be interesting to see what other people say on those questions as we ask them, ask our guest, or I think next time I get to get 
yes. uh, ask those questions. Next time so you're going to be on who knows, rapid fire. <laughs> who knows what will happen, but um, thank you very much for ask, answering those questions. I loved our very first podcast. If you have not figured it out, that's what we're going to be discussing over the many next episodes. Make sure to join us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to leave us a review. We have a special little giveaway that we're going to do for any educator that leaves a review for us. We're going to choose um, a random person to receive a gift card. We are so glad you joined us today. Come back next week because we will be talking admin versus teacher. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We would love to hear your perspective on this episode. Head over to our Instagram page. It's all about perspective 2021 or our Facebook and Twitter page and share your opinion. Don't forget to subscribe or rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. And one last thing. Remember, it's all about perspective.